Yeah, baby, you know what time it is. Now let's get it started. Are you kidding me? Unreal! While our HBCUs are mostly known for an academic rigor, community, they also know how to turn up. Does he have it? Yes, he does! All right, y'all. Greetings and salutations. Another episode of Fangs up here, and oof, I ain't gonna lie, y'all. It's uh, it was a busy week. If you were a fan, you fan. Um, and I'm not just saying that to kind of have a little opening salvo or what what have you. It's actually pretty busy. Like a lot was going on. We had be out day on campus, so hopefully your favorite students were able to really get to enjoy a lot of what campus has, especially during the spring months. Like, it's kind of that dead period where if you are a family student, your grades probably go up a little bit because there's a little less going on. A lot of students will go to the basketball games like they go to the football games. Like, let's let's just call that what it is. But you also have, like, all these other things that go on, especially if you're a local. So you have, like, springtime Tallahassee and everything else. But – that being stated, then uh, it was a busy weekend just sports-wise. You had the bowling team, you had the softball team, baseball, tennis, and we got a bunch of recruiting going on. Like I didn't even get to all the students uh, that were here. I just picked about five or six. So what we're going to do is for the foreseeable future, we're going to just try, try to give you all a little information about some of the recruits that are visiting, some of the ones that might get offers, just so that y'all are kind of like, oh, okay, I, I know what's going on when it comes to FAMU athletics, and especially some of the recruits that we're getting for some of the different sports. Uh, but before we do all that, big shout out to HBCU Digital Network. This is home. Also, shout out to Herb Sewer and the Black Techies, everything they do over there, giving you as much technological advice as possible, and as you are ready to be able to accept. <laughs> so, uh, before we delve into that, though, well, let's start, actually. FAMU Bowling, we finished in third place. Like, So we went to the SWAC tournament. If you didn't watch, that's okay. I didn't pay to watch either. Uh, again, uh, mm, I'm going to keep saying this until it comes to fruition. The SWAC needs a network, and we need to stop playing. But this was – the SWAC tournament was on – the bowling network and you had to pay there was a paywall to get to watch it and i was like so if i sign up for this i'm probably gonna forget to cancel this monthly subscription now nah, i'm good i'll just wait for the results to come out and honestly i'm just saying i'm not gonna start that today but we finished third at the swag tournament and we started off pretty strong like we beat southern and if you don't remember man early in the season southern southern's got a good bowling team like we we pretty much went head to head with them took them out and then the next couple of matches just didn't really go our way uh, we, we we fought hard we just didn't win and that's just you, you want that little extra bit especially knowing that our coach is retiring you wanted to finish with a swag championship our first ever for that sport and we fell short 
Uh, but we did get a player named to the all-tournament team, Jordan Ship. And Jordan's been tearing up all season. Like, really, I think they shorted us one because we got like two or three of our bowlers that are really, really solid players. Um, I know that's a little nerdy, but it kind of is what it is. Um, I'm just a huge fan of it as far as winning. That That's my big thing. I want us to be the best program out there and I want us to win. Like that, that, that's just the honest truth. And so, yeah, some of that relating it to bowling. I start out with bowling because I know that's not what y'all want to hear about. <laughs> but for me as a fan, you and I, I care. I'm passionate and I'm passionate about my university. So uh, now we also saw a softball team. They went up to Alabama State. And I'm going to give Alabama State some credit. They televised their games. Now, sometimes it ain't the best quality. That volleyball game early this season wasn't it. But the softball, y'all did good. And considering the kind of facilities they have, I mean, they're decent. I mean, they're not A-class facilities. They have some chairback seats there. But it's it's nothing to write home about. But they televise their games. And honestly, just as somebody who's watching, that's what you do. Like, like start off on a lower level and kind of put the product out there, get eyes watching it, and it'll grow. And I, I appreciate it because I sat, sat here, watched the doubleheader yesterday, and – FAMU lost the first game. The first game was on Friday, if I remember correctly. And they played two games yesterday. The first doubleheader, we killed it. First half. I mean, it was 15-4. to four. It wasn't close. Now, the second game, we were winning until about fifth, sixth inning. And then we lost the lead, and we just couldn't come back. And it, one of them, we did make a throwing error where one of the players threw the ball to home, which – it's like, just take the out. There's an out at first. Uh, take the easy out. They're going to score regardless. I know you don't want to give up the points, but at a certain point, part of baseball, softball is knowing when to sacrifice and saying, all right, they're going to score. Let me at least get this out so that maybe we, we can stop some of the bleeding. But it was it was a lost series, and that was a series that, I kind of was hoping for. I, I definitely thought we could have got that one. That That's just my own opinion. But we lost the lead twice. Like, really, we could have swept that series. You left you left some meat on the bone at that one, if you're a fan, you fan. So, um, it, it's just, it's one of those things. You know, again, as a passionate fan who follows pretty much anything related to FAMU, uh, that, that, that was that feeling I... I left, especially after the second game, because we were winning early, and we looked like we were about to put that thing on them, and then we lost. So that was a little bit disappointing, but you got Mercer on Wednesday. Uh, it's 5 o'clock, and good luck to Josh and the crew because we got two home games at the same time, like right down the street from each other. So now all was not doom and gloom. Again, it was be out day on the highest of seven hills, so you, you definitely – Go and check out. We had the FAMU spring preview. The spring preview is really important for the university. That's the chance where the university kind of gets to show off 
hey, this is kind of what some things look like. And they really couldn't show off the Lawson Center because it was in use. <laughs> like, I mean, you know, we could lie about it, but they were using the Lawson Center for other things and everything else. So you couldn't even really do preview in there. It didn't gate there, and that thing was packed. Um, so, but it's a good thing, good time of year. But FAMU baseball got a sweep of Alabama AM. And I'm rubbing my hands together because I was, I was, I was proud of that. And now FAMU is a 500 baseball team. First game wasn't close. And none of them were really. First game was 16 to nothing. We put that thing on them dogs. Game two was 13 to three. And game three was 16 to eight. I mean, I I've I've said this before about FAMU baseball. I'm expecting a plus 500 season. You've got the potential, one as a program, but also as a university. And I'm just, I'm going to put it out there. This is the kind of stuff you need, just as a university, as a program, to be able to solidify yourself going forward. Like, it's, it can't be understated how important it is to be successful. And again, when you're getting sweeps, in your conference and you're blowing the opponents out that's a good day at the park granted alabama AM ain't the best baseball program go check their facilities we, we talk bad about more kittles they ain't far off uh-huh. so i'm just gonna say that but it's 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 a good thing and w- when you're considering that you're able to do that kind of work and do that kind of damage with what we have in place, that's that's saying something. I'm just I'm just saying, Coach Shoot, you you got you got me on that one. Now, FAMU tennis, man, another sweep. FAMU sweeps our rivals, the Southern Jaguars. I, I'm not that petty, y'all, but I am petty enough to make sure Jackson State knows every day they're not my rivals. <laughs> Opponents, yes. Friends and family, of course. Rivals, never. We just hadn't beat y'all in football a long time. Uh, but favorite sweep Southern. And I'm just saying, if I'm the tennis coach, I, I might be walking to A.D. Sykes with my, you know, uh, excuse me. It would be really nice if I could, uh, you know, get a facilities upgrade. I'm just saying. Because... You know, this is going to go to one of them Kofiisms. Do more with more. It this you got a team that has not lost a game in the swag. Conference wise, you've not lost a game. You have a product at this point, in my opinion. If you can continue and you can finish this season on the trajectory that you're on right now, you're very likely to win the swag you're very likely to now start to build a little bit of cachet even within your demographic community to where you can start recruiting better players and better talent. Not saying that the talent we have is bad, but saying that you want to build upon what you already have. I'm stating that a foundation has been laid that this team can win the swap. Much like the volleyball team has done. Hey, you've established that the two-time SWAC champions reside in Tallahassee, Florida. We're looking to make it three. That being stated, now, hey, we, we need some funding things that happen for that team. 
And tennis is no different. Another team, we got Mercer coming also on Wednesday. I'm guessing Mercer's just going to have a whole bus with tennis and uh, was that baseball players, all co- softball, all come and ride together. I'm just saying it's the most efficient thing to do. But I'm just saying it seems to make a lot of sense to have your athletes that are doing well and your programs that are doing well receive additional funding. We saw it with football where, hey, football team starting to win, facilities get upgraded. Baseball team looks decent. It would be nice for them to get a facilities upgrade. Tennis team, I'm just looking at them saying something similar. Like, it would be nice to see a facilities upgrade in a capital gains program that will support that. You could kind of say the Investings in Champions program is kind of meant to be that. But at its core, it's not that. And it's not that for one reason. It only focuses on football. I mean, you get tickets to all these different things, but football is your bell cow that is really carrying the program. It's it's now time for some of those other sports to, one, reap the benefits, but also be included in some of those fundraising activities. So I'm just saying, like, so – Next game, Wednesday, another home game. Again, that's going to be a long day for the sports information department at Florida A&M University. Now, if y'all haven't been paying attention to Twitter, man, look, uh, you need to follow Coach Too Bless, <laughs> Coach Riz, Devin Rispers. Like, I'm just saying, like Coach Riz, you need to follow him because as a FAMU fan, it's a different level of excitement. I'm just saying – when you're seeing that your athletic programs are doing what other schools are, it, it's exciting. And when I'm saying are, I'm talking about higher level programs. I'm not talking about, oh, we're, we're maintaining at our level. No, we're competing with Florida State. I'm not saying you're winning those battles. I didn't say that. Don't don't ever conf- misconstrue that like, oh, we're in direct competition. No, but you're you're getting students that are like, hey, I'm going to visit Florida State. I might as well visit FAMU the same day. And you're getting some decent you some decent quality athletes coming in here. Now, we're going to look at a few of them. Uh, some of them didn't have huddles. So I will highly encourage every student athlete, especially if you want to get recruited, get your huddle straight. Like, I'm just saying, as a person that's going to, you know, play a few of them, some of them didn't have a huddle. So, look, it may not be just fam, you people looking at this. So, and some for some of those, you got to prove you are who you say you are. So, um, so we had, oof, D. Jordan, DeMarc, Jordan 5'11", 175. He was a 2024 athlete from Riverside High School. It's in Jacksonville, Florida. He didn't have any huddle, though. Came on his visit, though. He was on campus. He's got the pictures. Check his Twitter page. Again, lately, I've just been retweeting. It's been a lot, you know, it's been a lot at work. I haven't been able to kind of put my extra pizzazz on things like I normally do. But you're able to kind of see, yo, Jacksonville, it's been, it's, I, I said it before, Jacksonville's been a real nice place to FAMU. Like, we, we got some good connections there. And the brand is strong over there. Now, we got some others. Uh, 
Carice Willis, 5'11", 165. Another 2024 athlete, but well, he's from Tennessee. So I'm just saying, look, I'm a, look, and I, I ain't just talking about him today. We're going to try to show him too. Like, look, I, I got a little bit of huddle film. You know, it's not my huddle. It's theirs. <laughs> I don't have a personal huddle. I'm too old for that. Huddle was not around when I was playing ball. <laughs> but let's uh, get him up here, Carice. And I'm just saying, y'all, it, it's going to slow the computer down. I just I have a lot. It's, I ordered a new one, though. We, we, we can facilities upgrades here. And uh, I'm just saying, y'all, I'm kind of excited to get to see We are that reason it Some sound went a little weird on me. I told y'all it's, it's gonna slow up the computer a little bit. But that being stated, we, we're gonna get, get it straight. Uh, uh, um, But want me to and here we go. So we're gonna get him up here. His film looks straight. Again, we're not gonna play the whole thing, but I'm gonna tell y'all, he got some jets. Like, like, but but he got a little bit of speed on him. So so I'm gonna pull it back a little bit so y'all can see. And I definitely appreciate when the students are like, watch this. <laughs> it's like, okay, all right, you got my attention. Got it, got a screen there. Um oof. a little lack of melanation on there, but hey, he still got some speed. And he ran like a scalded dog, ain't gonna lie to you. Like showing a little versatility, kick returner, receiver. And again, his huddle page is up. He's got it linked up on up there so you can see it. Okay. Look, this is all from his junior season. So you can start to see, like, he was used in multiple positions. That screenplay is something, I ain't going to lie, it's a family staple at this point. I hate it. <laughs> uh, but you can start to see, like, he, he's got pretty solid speed. And if you can get him in a strength conditioning program, he's going to be solid. And he's got kick return ability. And that is something you always look for. You know, and yeah, yeah. I'm just going to say it like that. That's that's pretty decent. I got, I'm not going to lie. We're going to look at this last one. Looks like he's playing mostly receiver. And uh, yeah. Okay, yeah, he he, you know, busted coverage, but he caught the ball. I mean, that's important. Like when you wide open like that, you got to catch the ball. Oh, oh, I see, I'm gonna finish it off, but he had one on defense too. Okay, all right. So he's a playmaker. Kind of some of the things that me personally, as a fan, I want to see. I want to see how versatile. Are you 
And how versatile are you going to be at this level of, of football? Right. And also, who's some of your competition level? I kind of, it was a backhanded joke. You, 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 you knew what I was saying. But at the same point, I want to see what, what are you doing for the competition? And his, his film looked good. I mean, it wasn't great podcasting. Sorry. But if you if you want to go back and watch, hey, come come on and watch. Check it out. Again, we're going we're gonna to have a couple of these kids that y'all are able to start see, like, who is family and why are they recruiting some of these athletes? Because that's the question some of you should be asking. I mean, we definitely have a motif when it comes to the type of athlete we recruit. And I'm going to give uh, Scotty from Off Script some credit. He also knows family didn't typically recruit huge receivers. We definitely value speed over size. But within the confines of this offense, it's not a problem. Like you're starting to see, even with Carice there, that that dude is he's fast. Like he and he's he's multiple. And you're able to see that even even with that skill set, it translates, not just because he's able to play receiver and DB, but because potentially in the film room, he's able to see things from the other side of the field. Maybe he can understand the coverage when he's a receiver running the routes and understand this defensive back is going to do this when I do that. So I should adjust accordingly. And that was, that was something I enjoyed seeing. Like we had another uh, young man up here and I ain't gonna lie to you. We had a lot of kids from, the panhandle. Like I almost just said West Florida, but the 850 was thick. Like it was a whole lot of 850 area codes on the highest of seven hills. Kids, and that means I say kids, sorry, students from Pensacola, Panama City. We saw a lot of that. Bay High School had a whole troop. Like that was you ain't want to smoke with them that day. I'm just saying they was thick. They was deep. Panama City was in that. Now we had another one, uh, Zebulon Morgan, 5'11", 145, 2026 quarterback, not very tall, but again, he's still got a few years to grow. Uh, he's from Bay High School, again, Panama City. I just told y'all, a five O is deep. And Bay, like I said, they had a really good contingency. And Bay's a pretty decent program. Like, they're, they're not Mosley right now. Like Mosley for, for the last couple of years coming out of Panama City has been that school. You know, Rutherford was solid. They had a nice run as well. But right now, Mosley's kind of been that team. We got a player from Mosley on the team. But we're going to see what Bay's looking like. Like Bay High School, I'm, hey, the coach is welcome now. Come on to the pod and come talk, talk and tell me what you got. So, um, but yeah, he had some good players, like some some solid-looking dudes. Now, he didn't have a huddle film, so, you know. Again, I told y'all, you know, get them huddles up there so that we can celebrate y'all. We can talk about y'all a little bit. Now, you had Jaquan Bentley, 6'1", 2024, from Upson Lee. And that's in Thompson, Georgia. Now, I'm so close to Thomasville, it was so hard not to say Thomasville. <laughs> but, look, y'all, I'm just saying. Let's check out, see what he's talking about. So he's a running back, 24. Yeah. 
I appreciate that. Up there, I'm like that stat. Like he let you know, and he's my screen uh, died on me for a second. I'm just saying, this kid's huddle. It's pretty solid talent. And he's playing like the wildcat as well. Like that's that's something I appreciate, and I like. Like I like the fact that the guy is playing not just running back, but he's also playing in a wildcat position, and that shows a little bit of versatility. And also means he's probably one of the best athletes on the team. Like I, I could I could lie to you. I could tell you different. Like his homeboy took off his helmet too early, right there, number nine. Hope the team didn't get no 15 yard penalty for that. Um, we'll rewind that back just as coach, but you can see, like, he's got speed. I think y'all might have missed that one. This kid is, I don't know if he's like that, but they're literally running from the wildcat, running like a wing tee. And he just ran away from everybody. I mean, granted, some of those dudes, you know, in the voice of uh, Coach Go 30, not really an athlete. Uh, you know, pissed all over the leg, whatever, whatever. But nah, yeah, number nine, he lose his helmet. <laughs> but, and that's uh, jokes and games on that one. Not really athlete portion. But you can see, like, he's literally taking direct snaps and just running the ball. And yeah, like looks like they're running kind of a option offense, but it looks like he's the offense. And you can see where he had a thousand yards as a running back. I'm just saying. And this is pretty much like a wing T offense, but still, and something Fanny runs a lot of. But this would be a nice wrinkle on the goal line. This is against Valid Austin. Is that that's not Valid Austin? Uh, uh, can't see which school it is, but they are the Rams. It was the colors that threw me off on that one. Uh, but but yeah, you see some decent level productivity. Big thing for me is like the kids are running back. Like, there's no doubt about that. There's no he might be a quarterback. He's an athlete. All that stuff. No, he's a running back. He does have a nice workload uh, um, as far as he just ran for a thousand yards. They kind of question, you know, how much you're going to run him. But I think if you put him in a system like we have at FAMU, where you utilize multiple running backs at one time, I think it's going to last longer. Like you kind of saw that this year with Terrell Jennings and that whole crew of running backs that we had. Yeah. At a certain time, some of them, their bodies did kind of break down a little bit. But it wasn't detrimental to the team. It was something to where it allowed us to really utilize their and also force the coaches to remain innovative. Like they had to continuously challenge how they were going to approach the running game. And it was something Willie Simmons talked about all season long how important the running game was and 
you know, his frustrations with it. I, I mean, I went and rewatched some of the uh, post game interviews, and I'm just saying, I tell he wasn't always happy about what we were doing as far as the run game. Some of it was related to the offensive line and the injuries that we had. But a lot of it was just that he wanted more. Now, the guy we have is uh, Peyton Gray. Peyton Gray is a multi-sport athlete. Um, 5'11", 185. So as a quarterback, he ain't he's not tall. But we, we've seen family utilize quarterbacks that weren't exactly the tallest before. And some succeed. But he's a 2024 guy. He plays quarterback, DB. He also plays shortstop for the baseball team. Just saying. Be all, you know, you know, just saying. Um, but he is from Bozeman High School, another guy from Panama City. I told y'all this weekend was kind of 850 deep. Like that is way out um, in the West for some of y'all. Now, for us from Tallahassee, it ain't but a short ride. But now this is another one. Now he's about to he about to hum this bit. Like I ain't gonna even lie to y'all. He gave y'all a little watch this and yeah, yeah, yeah. He he put that thing on him. Like and what I do like, I like his footwork. Like, granted, yeah, yeah. He's not tall, but he's got solid footwork. And you can see like he throws the ball, nice release point. If he was like three inches taller, he'd probably be looking at some different schools. But like, I'm not gonna lie to you. Like, so far, I kind of like what I'm seeing. I don't know if I, I don't know if he's gonna get an offer, but it's it's a good guy to have on campus. <laughs> and you can kind of see he got a little bit of versatility too. I don't know. How, um I don't know how fast he is, but I can see he's got courage. Like, I, I'll take that. And he's standing in the pocket. Receiver drops the ball, even though he threw a dime. Like, and I, I, I kind of like, I appreciate that. I mean, you know, he's got a little bit of what for to him. I definitely would like to see him if he were to make it. I don't know if he starts for you, but I, I think he would be a guy that you would appreciate having in the mix as a quarterback. Like, again, 5'11". I, and I'm and he that means he's taller than me. <laughs> so I'm not even being a hater, but I'm just gonna say like I don't know if he's gonna end up getting an offer from you. But you know the fact that he's showing that he's versatile and able to play multiple positions and willing. I think that says a lot too. Like less so just him doing it, but some being willing to do it. And if I'm gonna draw a comparison to be our favorite quarterback to ridicule from the University of Georgia, Stetson Bennett. Like, like kind of undersized, but the footwork's there. You can see the throwing motion side. He throws the ball hard, though. <laughs> like, that baseball comes in there. He doesn't have a bad windup, though. Like, that's what I really appreciate about that. So, uh, we're going to see, though. Like, that's a solid, that's a solid dude to have on campus. And again, I don't think we were getting those kind of guys a few years ago. Like even just local talent. Like we get a few guys, but the guys that were just like 
local and everything like that. We're going to keep looking through some of these guys that fit in campus. Notice, I didn't say offers, anything like that, but these are students that we've had on campus. And these are the ways that you build relationships, not just with the players, but with the coaches. Now, last one uh, is going to be, now we got two. We got uh, Cedric Andrews, 6'2", 250. Another dude from Panama City, from Bay High School. Get your huddle right, my man. Get your huddle right. Um, but now the last one, Shakari Brown, and I mentioned about Rutherford. Rutherford has a history of being a solid program uh, in, the, in that Panama City, Bay County area. And, uh, yeah, this guy, running back, middle linebacker, 5'11", 205. Ooh, I'm just saying, like that's that that's not that size. That's not normally the size somebody you just want to run. I'm just saying, them them the kind of dudes. If we about to have a fight, yeah, I, I need you. I need you with me. <laughs> I need you throwing hands with me. So we're gonna I'm gonna let Jakari's thing kind of load up for a second. But I'm just saying, y'all, like. You can start to see, like, family, we got a motif. 5'11 is kind of our, you know, Scotty and them folks ain't wrong. <laughs> like, you can tell not a lot of six-footers that are running around there playing running back and whatnot for fam. Especially even receiver. So, but, man, ooh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go back on that one just a little bit. Just Yeah. Another guy that they're using in the Wildcat, um, yeah, that 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 dude just whiffed on the tackle. I, I think he just didn't want that work. I ain't gonna even lie to you on that. Like, and this is him. Looks like a linebacker. Yeah, solid tackler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's a little bit of Isaiah Major stuff going on there. Oh, okay. Nice interception there. So, and he's showing that running back, backfield. Oh, teammate got a pin. But you can see, like, he's versatile. Ooh. And his pad level is solid. Like, yeah, man. that That's – you can see people making business decisions when this dude is running. And I, I like that. I mean, granted – all these dudes that he's running against in some of these videos ain't ain't the best, but at the same point, like, yeah, that was ridiculous. Like, this is a versatile athlete. Like, I'm just saying, like, and a potential local product, that is something that you want. I mean, y'all got to think, Panama City is 45 minutes to an hour from Tallahassee depending on which way you go. So you're starting to see like this is a great potential to continue to build a bond there. And that was him that, that threw that ball early. He's number two. Like I'm just saying like I'm looking at this huddle film as, as, as you are and I'm impressed. I mean, I'm not saying, you know, give the kid an offer or anything, but I'm definitely saying like these are the kind of recruits you want on campus. Like dudes that our local, like that has that has a place. Like one of, one of the things we can't discount is the need to have local talent. 
I mean, it's it's not that you're just trying to draw a fence around your area, but what you are is trying to have a hey, mama, dad, peanut, nuck nuck, little pistol starter, the whole crew. We want them at brag because he only gets so many free tickets. So everybody else gonna have to pay. And some of them might get season tickets because they're little cousins of FAMU. So I, I think that's just one of the things like you, you definitely have to um, consider that. And you can't discount that. Like you can start to see FAMU recruiting is probably the most active program in most of HBCU sports. I'm just going to say like, and I was trying not to be overly biased with that statement, but I don't see other HBCUs having them on campus the way FAMU does right now. I'm just saying, like other schools are having their spring games and whatnot, and you got your spring game so early people can leave the game and still go get breakfast. Who wants to do that? Like It's supposed to be an event. It's supposed to be something where the band is there because the spring game sometimes – can also be an opportunity for your band to advertise itself as well. So just, you know, gave y'all a few of our athletes that we're looking at. I'm like, oh, we're going to keep doing this. We're going to look at some more of the ones that we are considering or that have been invited to come on campus, I should say. And again, I didn't say anybody had offers. And you go look on their pages. They just say, hey, they were invited. And these are some of the guys that were walking on the highest of seven hills this past weekend. And we got more to come, y'all. It's going to be the Orange and Green games in a few weeks. And that's going to be nuts. I'm just saying, like, it's it, check out the these student athletes. I mean, you got all district players. You got players like Lorenzo Payne at Apopka High School that are going to be there. I mean, Apopka sent a few students up there. And if y'all don't know, Apopka is where Warren Sapp came from. I mean, you got players from all over the state and high quality programs that are winning and athletes that are versatile that are coming on to FAMU's campus that are touring the campus. And some of them are leaving saying, coach, where can we just sign this already? Like one of the students was like, yeah, coach, after the visit, I'm ready to sign. I'm ready to commit. You want that energy. Now, granted, we understand, <laughs> but at the same point, you want students exhilarated and excited about the potential of Florida A&M University. Because I can promise you, if the football team is doing well and the revenue is doing right, and we can start putting that into facilities and you have a new person over that kind of stuff, then we can start allowing that to go to other places and potentially building this program to be better than what it is. So we ran long today, y'all, but we might, you know, we're going to try to get more of these high school student athletes in here so y'all can start seeing and getting familiar with who these potential kids are and why it's important to have them on our campus. Because much like Eddie Murphy, I believe the children are the future. Because guess what I'm not about to do? Put on Anwar Fam New Jersey and hit nobody. Not going to be able to do it. I'm not running out there. If I run out the tunnel, it's for a fan experience or just with some press credentials. I'm not doing it. <laughs> so the next generation of Rattlers are these student athletes that are coming through. And to tell the other side of the story, all these students are going to get offered to play college sports. Some of them may just come to FAMU as students. It's bigger than recruiting on the field, y'all. So that stated, though, 
Big shout out to HBCU Digital Network. This is home. Uh, so quick recap, man. Uh, FAMU softball and FAMU bowling. Uh, FAMU softball. We 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 gave up a series we could have won. Bowling. We finished third in the swag, which honestly, that's improvement. Like, look at what we were last year. Compare that this year. We're a better team. FAMU baseball is 500. I'm just saying, we have a game against Troy this week. Hopefully, we can at least, I want us to be competitive. Like, I really want to win that game, but I know our midweek strategy is not to normally win, but we're at 500. I want to stay above that. FAMU tennis. We own the SWAC right now. This is our conference. We 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 came to your trap, and we right now are in the process of taking your trap. And then we went over some recruits, y'all. I just gave y'all like five or six recruits, but we've had quite a few. Like within a few-week period, you're probably going to have over 100, maybe 200 students come on to the highest of seven hills so that they can get that orange and green experience. So, as always, though, y'all, I'm going to steal one from my brethren from ONG Strike Zone. The Rattlers will strike and strike and strike again. As always, though, it's Fangs, though. Yeah, baby, you know what time it is. Now, let's get it started.